0: Good afternoon, Tom Sox fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Tom Sox today. Charlottesville returns home tonight to take on the Woodstock River Bandits with the first pitch set for 7 p.m. Admission to tonight's game is free, thanks to our friends at Carter Bank and Trust. I'm Russ Beiswanger, and today I am joined by a great friend of mine who is also covering the Tom Sox all season long, uh, Joe Callahan Jr. Joe, how is it going? Great now that the Tom Sox are getting uh, another win streak going, Absolutely, Joe. And that just transitions us perfectly into the first topic. Uh, Going up against Harrisonburg yesterday, I mean, we knew, especially with Charlottesville having played four games in the last three days, and then for the first time all season, playing that double nine-inning doubleheader, um, that it was going to be a real long day of baseball for both teams. And Charlottesville, thankfully, really showed up to keep that six-game win streak going. Charlottesville, the first game, uh, taking it 15-4, to jumping ahead early on the sacrifice fly by Carter Cunningham. Uh, Bobby Olsen uh, working a few perfect innings as well. Unfortunately, getting that broken up and the Turks taking the lead. But Charlottesville jumping ahead a lot of players. Um, contributing and really just blowing up that lead. Every player got on base uh, in either game, and it was capped off with uh, Cole Wagner's home run to get the run rule in effect. And likewise, Joe, in the second game, Charlottesville also securing the win, but a lot closer, very much back and forth there. But of course, uh, a no doubter from Gavin Abrams off of Harrison Berg's clo- uh, closer. Garrett Wharton, not usually a pitcher, and likewise the Tom Sox throwing spikes at the end of the game, also not usually a pitcher. But ultimately, Gavin Abrams securing it for the Tom Sox with the free run home run. And Joe, you worked those games yesterday just as I did. You were on uh, color commentary for one of them, or play-by-play commentary, excuse me. Um, Just really from that view, what do you you have to say about those wins? Yeah, so... to to take you back throughout the second half
1: of the season and going through July, we've only lost five games, which is astonishing of how much this team has gone up and down and shown new energy out. And yesterday it it was kind of a tale of the new energy of this team. And we kind of hit a snag in the middle when we, you know, lost our seven game win streak to Stanton. We came back, we beat Stanton at home and then you get that postponement against Waynesboro, and then you take that two-game slide against the uh, Harrisonburg Turks in home. And we actually yesterday succeeded to keep the Turks from beating us at home 16 straight games now. And you saw, I mean, we saw through this season, except for, you know, the last time we played Harrisonburg in Harrisonburg, that home field advantage matters in this rivalry. Um, the turf in Harrisonburg at JMU, where the, where the Harrisonburg Turks players obviously, you know, home for them and not home for us. But we were able to beat them for the first time this season in their house, and they successfully, uh, I mean, barring playoffs, have not beat the Tom Sox at home yet. And it, it was just here dominance from first pitch. I mean, Tom Sox got out to you know, really took a step forward. They they had the lead early, then the Turks responded in the third with three, and, and you kind of saw the explosion of their offense, and hey, we, we're first in the Valley League South for a reason, and then it was complete and utter domination from the Tom Sox. In the fifth inning, they scored four, coupled it with six, and then one and three. They didn't score less than one run in an inning for the rest of that game and got the second game rolling early with eight innings and then it totally kind of not as much but carried over into the next game and it, it was just the story of you know next man up also because with the with the loss of satchel norman one of our most consistent batters you had calvin alexander have to step up and make that roll and he, he didn't disappoint with two home runs in, in both games. So it was really nice to see both dominance and the
0: energy of this team coming into the late stretch of the season. I was going to say, uh, you know, you just mentioned Calvin Alexander. That's such an incredible storyline for the Tom Sox, you know, Norman getting drafted by the Brewers. And so almost leaving and it's almost kind of foreshadowing, you know, both of them catchers from Florida, Southwestern state, um, you know, so Calvin, Calvin is familiar, you know, playing with Satchel and now it's his turn kind of up as, as the main catcher for the Tom Sox and, and not just catcher, but we've seen him be able to flex to kind of the corner outfield positions. And he's just been really uh, tearing it up with the bat lately. Like you said, the two home runs um, really shown an, abil- an ability to hit it deep during the Tom Sox wins and Strasbourg as well. So definitely an incredible product. And also, Joe, I was going to mention, um, in terms of other fan favorites, uh, short though it was, we saw um, Garrett Spikes throw, those, throw that inning and ultimately come away with the win. Uh, you know, definitely not something you see too often, especially from us putting position players on the mound. We know Spikes pitched a little in high school, so he generally knows how to do it. But just, again, any, any thoughts on getting to see that? at such a momentous game and it ultimately paying off. Yes,
1: Spikes. Didn't know he pitched at all, and we usually have him in the outfield. Sometimes he stepped up to third base, but normally he's in that left field, right field range, but he was topping off at 85. That's where he was. I'm pretty sure the fastest pitcher that we've calculated for our statistics team was at 94, so he's right up there with those guys, and his his breaking balls were phenomenal his fastballs had the velocity to get the Turks uh, kind of rolling with it he did um, kind of scare a little bit in the eighth inning where one run came across and it looked like the Turks were going to you know have that walk off there was loaded bases and and you, you kind of get that scare but you, you give him that because he's not a pitcher but he's been such a a phenomenal piece since he, you know, stepped on the Tom Sox roster a few years ago and he's been that veteran piece for this team going forward. And it's just, you know, it was kind of a rumor throughout the team and the staff that he was going to get to pitch tonight. and No one knew whether or not that he was actually going to get the shot, let alone in a uh, one run game late. So it, it was nice to see, to give him his shot.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Likewise, Joe, uh, let's kind of move into tonight now that the Tom Sox have this win streak going and four more games left in the regular season. So going to have to close it out and actually not just against the division rivals, but tonight we have a bit of an odd situation. So about a, about a week ago, the Tom Sox slated to take on the Woodstock river bandits in a double header Uh, Woodstock coming down to Charlottesville and an, really close game. Uh, Emmett Vice really robbed of that win with how he pitched. Um, but unfortunately, the Tom Sox offense struggling and dropping it just one run to nothing. Um, and then as the second game started, you know, it looked like Woodstock was coming out, going to come out a lot stronger right off the bat. But then, uh, you know, the rain rolled in and it just didn't stop. And so, we uh, Woodstock had to head home early and we're going to make up the second game of that tonight. Uh, that'll be at 7 p.m. And Joe really in terms of keeping this winning streak going, that kind of faltering, uh, what do you think the Tom Sox willing really to come out with tonight, both on the mound and at the plate?
1: I mean, when we saw in that, in that first game, I mean, you mentioned Bice. How about Armstrong? Pitched only like only one inning less than Bice did. and had one strikeout but zero earned runs and it was just dominance from both sides of the mound for each team I mean Gordon and Smith for the River Bandits were you know dishing and dealing they had six strikeouts of their own so when or three six batted um coming through but to 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 kind of allude to what the Tom Sox need to do this game is they just got to get the bats rolling and we, we were coming off of that 10 to nothing shutout uh, mercy rule, 10-run rule against Harrisonburg in Harrisonburg. And when you get that doubleheader, you just never really got the offense rolling. We weren't in the groove, and now we are. So what I want to see is I want to see the offense come alive, and I want to see the bullpen stays the way that it's been all season. And, it, you know, I alluded to it in the beginning of the podcast, but When we get into these runs where we can win four, five, six, seven, even in a row, and then you kind of get to that little bit of a slump. We've been up and down. I believe we we started the season with four or three straight losses, three straight wins. Then we went on a losing streak, popped off in a winning streak, then lose winning streak, lose winning streak. It's back and forth. So right now we're in that groove. And if you're a Tom Sox fan, you get a little bit of a, of a little jolt kind of when you're going into the playoffs after a win streak as this season has been. And you're like, Hey, if we drop these last four games and, and and so we did clinch the playoffs. So it's, it's a a foregone conclusion that we are making the playoffs, but if we lose these four games, you kind of have it in the back of your mind where this team can get hot and they can get cold. So if you, if you're going into the playoffs cold, you're just waking the sleeping giant. But right now in order to, You know, not have that happen and keep the
0: momentum going into the playoffs and then through them. I I just want to see the bats rolling early. Absolutely. And like you said, definitely something to watch for as we saw, you know, last season, the Tom Sox having a pretty solid end to their regular season and then kind of dropping the first playoff series against Waynesboro two games. So definitely something to. You know, uh, Tom Sox doing well in this win streak, but they can't rest on their laurels. They got to, We got to get out there and just play every game like it's a brand new game. And so uh, Tom Sox and hopefully in, in good position to secure that win tonight. Woodstock very formidable of their own, um, despite having a worse overall record than the three teams tied for first in the South, uh, still 22 and 15. And so, and leading the North, so definitely a, a squad to watch for. And that, Joe, brings us to kind of our final segment for tonight, which is this playoff race is is really something. Uh, as we head to the end of the regular season, like I said, the Town Sox just four more games, so everyone counts. And as though that weren't interesting enough, we got Harrisonburg and Waynesboro, all with identical records of 24 and 14, with us um, Covington a solid cut below at 18 and 21, six and a half back, and then Stanton uh, bottoming out the standings at 15 and 25. So ultimately, uh, Charlottesville's going to make the playoffs. We know that. But how these next few games go could be determining whether they're going to be hosting, hosting these series out or not. Uh, and Joe, what do you think the outlook has to be for this team?
1: Well, if you look at the game slated for just today, Harrisonburg heads to uh, actually home to play the Stan Braves. And then Waynesboro is also home playing Covington. So it's divisional games all around, except for the Tom Sox right now. And when you look at that, the closeness of, you know, these three teams, it's obvious that, you know, whoever's the second and the third seed is going to have to have a battle out and it's going to be easier for the first place team. So realistically, whoever makes that first team seed is obviously going to have an easier road to, you know, continue that playoff success and not have to play, you know, two playoff series to get to the finals and you, you get to that road where whether or not we're playing Covington in the first round, if we're the first seed, whether or not Stanton is going to come back because they are for. Games, oh, actually, three and a half back from Covington right now, with you know that slated. They're obviously going to have to have the uh, Covington Lumberjacks lose, but you know it's good for the Tom Sox if if the uh Staten Braves decide to post up and uh beat the uh the top eluded teams and when you get into that race and it's so close right now, and you look at the uh, schedule slated out for the Tom Sox, we play the River Bandits today. Then we have to go to Covington to play the Lumberjacks. And then we have that weird sort of switch where, where if we need to beat the generals to get the first seed, that July 24th game is going to be astonishing because we play the time, the generals at home at one o'clock and then travel to Waynesboro later to play them and their house at seven. So this race is going to come down to the thick of things. And uh, I think we just need to keep that momentum going and try to capture that first seed and make
0: it easier on ourselves. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better, Joe. I mean, really just gotta, gotta be able to play through it, um, get that one seed, but also at the same time, if you're, if you're one of these Charlottesville players, I mean, you know, a lot can go one way or the other, and but it's not going to, be to their benefit to you know worry about whether Harrisonburg is going to lose to Stanton or anything. All they can focus on is winning these next four games and letting the cards fall where they will. In that sense, well, Joe, uh, thank you so much for thank you so much for having me uh, on the show. This was my first time here, but I know I had a, a real good time, uh, and I'll see you around tonight. The Tom Sox taking on the Woodstock River Bandits at home. First pitch set for 7 p.m. We hope you all can come out to it as admission is free. Thanks to Carter Bank and Trust. From Joe Callahan, Jr., I'm Russ Weisswanger. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you tonight. Go Sox. Go Sox.